Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if you're looking for something fun to do with the kiddos, then you can take them to see a new theater production at Mississippi State. It's called Pants on Fire, and that's kind of how I live my life. So I want to see how they turned it into a production. David and Ryan are the directors for the theater MSU's coming up of their children's show, Pants on Fire. They're joining us to tell us more. Hey, David and Ryan. Hey, Rebecca. How's it going? Hi. It is going well. I love uh, the name of your show or production, and I also love the the image of jeans on fire up a flagpole. It kind of reminds me. I was trying to think of the show. It reminded me of Salute Your Shorts um, when we were kids. But y'all may not be young enough to remember that show. But tell us about tell us about Pants on Fire. What is this all about? Oh, uh, so Pants on Fire is a show that was made in Creep, Colorado, and this is the first time it's been done outside of there, uh, here in Mississippi or in anywhere. And it's an improvised children's musical. Uh, so um, the show is entirely made up from the uh, six actors, and uh, every different show, a different one of them is the protagonist of the story, a different one of them is the villain, and so on. Oh, that's a lot of fun. So you, so every show's different. Yes, yeah, so we, we take audience suggestions from the kids uh, before we start each performance. We've got buckets with suggestions, uh, such as lines that the performers could say or, or jobs that they could have. Uh, and the most important one is the name of the hero. So we get all those from the kiddos before they start the show, uh, and then they draw from those throughout, uh, and that helps them build the world and the story that they tell. And for the, I guess, the actors and actresses on stage, I mean, this is also an exciting, exhilarating time, too, because, I mean, I guess, are they are they prepared knowing what may be in the buckets, what they should be prepared for, or is it completely, like, caught off guard, kind of like, um, now I'm thinking of the, of the impromptu show that's so funny that everybody enjoys, where you don't know what's coming, and you do have to get it off the top of your head. Yep, they've really got to be prepared for anything that could be in those buckets. And so they've got to find a way to to take and twist whatever those kids uh, decided to write down that morning and, and turn it into a story. So how do you direct something you don't know what's going to happen? So the way this show has is uh, lay between, um, there's an outline that we did have of seven scenes. And every scene, something, uh, there's an objective the characters have to kind of reach to. So, for example, there's always a hero, and the hero always has some sort of want or desire. There's always a villain that directly opposes their want. Uh, there's always a moment where the villain banishes the hero. There's always a moment when the good sidekick sacrifices something for the hero to accomplish uh, their mission. Um, so a lot of this process was rehearsing with less structure and then as we were stumbling upon problems through runs and through practices, 
we would add on more things that we'd be like, okay, so this is how this is generally going to go, uh, and then this is how we can utilize suggestions in this way. Um, it was pretty fluid, uh, and we had to figure a lot out as we went. But it was, a, it, was, it was a great educational process for not only the actors, but us as directors as well. I imagine the kids who are your audience absolutely loves this, but this would be fun for adults too. I mean, I know this is probably geared towards their their um, age frame with probably the character choice or names or, or scenarios, but I mean, why can't you do this for like, you know, uh, I guess more mature content? I mean, not too mature, but you know, mature content. Yeah, so the the kids have been uh, really enjoying it. We uh, we just wrapped uh, one of our children's shows this morning. Uh, we have one at nine thirty, um, and it's really just beautiful to see these kids get super uh, passionate about a show that they feel like they've uh, had a hand in creating as well. And the other thing I would like to say is that uh, this this show, um, well, we, mainly we've taught them to be able to read the room. And so last night we had a community show, uh, and it was a little more adult or more wittier, more wordplay was used than a show like a children's show would be. And uh, this is also in conjunction with Labrath Improv Comedy, the student improv group on campus that we are both members of as well. And Labrath, they have uh, shows which are geared for mature audiences uh, about every other Friday. What is the, uh, I guess, the theater community like at Mississippi State? I mean, often we hear about, you know, Mississippi State being the the school for agriculture or some other things, which are great engineering, all that. But it sounds like you've got a thriving arts school as well, particularly in theater. Is that where you two guys fit, or is this more of like a, I guess, a, um, not a hobby, but sort of a side for you? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Ryan and I are both uh, senior theater majors at Mississippi State. Um, and this has been the world that we've been living in for the past four years. We've really uh, gotten to know this community and uh, the, the arts and music scene uh, here in Starkville and on Mississippi State campus. Uh, and it's really important to us um, in the faculty here at Mississippi State University that we put on a children's show uh, each year because it's really important for us to have that outreach uh, to younger audiences so that we can inspire the next generation of theater artists like ourselves. Well, how old were each of you when you first got on stage and tried theater? I must have been five. Yeah, I was I was between three and five. Uh, my, my mom was a theater major graduate from Mississippi State uh, back in the day, and so I, I've known nothing else pretty much all my life. Well, y'all are unique. Most kids don't have that kind of access uh, to a theater that are that young, or at least, or at least they're not. Their parents are not aware of it. Let's put it that way. So you've got parents and grandparents listening, David and Ryan. If they have that kid at home that seems like, man, they really need to be on a stage or shows interest in being part of a theater, or you could see that this would grow up and be something they may, you know, want to do. How would you get them connected with their within their community, or what would be sort of a first step for them? Obviously, coming to see a show would be great, but, you know, the yeah, next step. I think, uh, I think one of the biggest things is, uh, is also just consuming theater and, and getting those kids to have that passion at an early age. And that's really what we are inspired to do um, as artists is, is to show those kids that you can create beautiful art like this, and especially through improv. Improv is kind of a newer art form that um, <clears throat> many kids have not been exposed to and I was not exposed to uh, until I got to college. Um, and so really seeing uh, that, that theater can be made from nothing and just using your imagination is really cool as well. And some, some resources for uh, some people who want to get involved in theater. Like I said, just watching theater, but I also know 
Uh, there are there are shows, uh, children's shows that get produced in the Golden Triangle area. Uh, I think at least once a year. I've got some family friends who are budding young theater artists in about middle school, and, and they've had the chance to be a part of some really cool productions. Uh, Columbus, uh, Columbus Theater does uh, children's shows, um, and then also uh, there are children programs for theater um, uh, in this area as well. And then especially with uh, the Starkville Area Arts Council, they put on events, um, not just necessarily for theater, but they will do performance-related uh, things um, as well as, you know, you typically hear about, like, their arts and fine arts-related stuff, but they'll do performances with music or with other things. And any any sort of community performance-type uh, thing where you can see a show and then talk to the performers afterwards, that's all connected and all in the same boat as uh, t- traditional theater that you typically think of. And then New Sage here in central Mississippi has great summer camps, too, for kids, just putting that out there for, for parents. But we want folks to come and support you guys and what y'all are doing there with Pants on Fire there in Starkville. So how many showings are left, or how can we get our tickets? Get us there. So after today, we have one showing left, and that is uh, Sunday at 2 p.m. matinee. And you can get tickets at events.msstate.edu. Will y'all be doing this again throughout the year, or will we have to wait till next year? Um, we would love to, but unfortunately, uh, we'll we'll have to wait for our children's show next year. So, how hard hard was it, or scary was it? Should I say the first time you both got up there for impromptu? I would say very frightening. The first time that I ever did improv was uh, at an audition for Lab Rats Comedy, um, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I had to get in touch with my childlike sense of wonder uh, and go back to the days of playing playing pretend uh, and using my imagination, and it paid off. It paid off very well because I've made a career out of it. I would say kids are already doing this. I mean, they don't realize it, right? And it's just harnessing what they're already sort of doing amongst their friends and the little stories or scenarios or games that they're making up, the wonderlands they find themselves in. And as parents or caregivers or grandparents sort of harnessing that and sort of letting them know that there's a, you know, a cooler, not a cooler, but a different way or another avenue to sort of let that uh, express itself. All right. Where do we go for tickets? You mentioned that or finding more information on what you guys are up to. Yes, ma'am. Events.msstate.edu. And you can also check out Theater MSU's Facebook and Instagram pages. uh, And there's plenty more information there. Some cool pictures and lots of resources. All righty. Well, can I say break a leg? Is that still appropriate? Yeah, ma'am. All right. Well, you guys break a leg. And thank you for your time and all that y'all are doing there within your department um, at Starple. Thank you so much. You have a great day. All right. You guys stick with us. We've got more good for you coming up next. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. I walk the line and I do what is right like I should. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio anymore. Joining me are Joel and Meredith Travelstead. They're helping to bring revival to the Metro Jackson uh, area. I think that's a good thing with the GoTel Crusade. So welcome, y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks Thank for having me. All right. Before I ask how you got involved in this, first let's set the stage with what. how would you describe this? So when someone hears Go Tell Crusade or Bringing Revival to our area, they're all going to get excited. I feel like our group here on Good Things Will Anyway. But so, so exactly what is it? What is this that's coming to our area? Well, that's a that's a great question. It starts with, especially depending on the age of who's listening, if you're familiar with um, Billy Graham Crusades, that's really what it looks like. The four the four weeks of the crusade, excuse me, the four days of the crusade looks like a Billy Graham Crusade, large outdoor amphitheater over in Brandon, and it's four nights that build that build on themselves, and um, very much a Billy Graham style crusade. What would you say? I'm a little younger than that. I know Billy Graham. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it depends but on your I, age. I don't think I was around for a crusade. Right. When you said revival, I think that is the idea behind it. Crusade is the kind of mixed connotations and mm-hmm. people don't quite understand it. But really, it's uh, sharing the good news that Jesus Christ wants to bring us from darkness to light, the lost that are far away from God into his family, his family, the family of Jesus. And that is uh, really happening all over our country you can see it on college campuses Mm -hmm. and uh as we've worked through this crusade we realize wow these are not spontaneous things happening these are people praying for the holy spirit to come and bring as you said revival And, and it's an excitement that uh, reaches people that may not come in the doors of a church. We live in a Bible Belt, but we found out through this that 80% of our metro Mississippi area is unchurched. So this is reaching people that don't necessarily feel comfortable and aren't actually going into the church walls to find Jesus, and we are taking the message of Jesus to them. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's also... Um the timing couldn't be any better. It's an incredible time right now because, you know, you turn on the news for five seconds and, and the culture, it feel, it feels like the culture is falling apart. There are all these changes. There's so much happening in the world and especially towards our youth. Our youth sense that. They feel that. But what's interesting is Meredith and I have been, we've worked with youth for many, many years. We also teach adults, but we work with youth through our home a lot of times. We have them over to our house. We do Bible studies, things like that. And what's fascinating is how many kids are revisiting what they were told in Sunday school, what they were told by their parents, and they're coming back and realizing this culture doesn't have a whole lot to offer them. And you're seeing... Oh, That's what, encouraging. Yeah, yeah. But but you're seeing all these Bible studies and all these kids coming together, and it's grassroots. It's not happening from the top down. It's not happening from necessarily a church or, or a pastor or a youth director saying, hey, y'all should do this. It's happening from them. I can't tell you the number of just spontaneous uh, high schools, junior high even, um, uh, Bible studies that are starting all up grassroots because kids are looking for answers. To, to take a, a quote from um, the movie... Jesus, Jesus Revolution. Revo- yeah, Jesus Revolution. They're looking for all the right things in all the wrong places. And this generation is figuring that out. So they're starting to, hey, let's take a second look back at the right place. And and we we as the church, we have that answer. Mm-hmm. We have it in Jesus Christ. We have it in what it means to be a disciple of this unique, unbelievable 
rabbi from 2,000 years ago seems seems old school, but it's not. It, it's it's the answer to this generation's questions. And what did Jesus do best? He got outside of the church walls and went Absolutely. to the people with Absolutely. his message, right? And I feel like that, again, liking that it's that you didn't choose or the uh, place was chosen that was just a little more um, less defense, or I guess uh, they would have less defense about coming in to like the right. amphitheater versus, and, you know, and, and adding that part that it's focusing on the youth to bring friends that may not would have come to just Sunday service with them and sort of seeing what that is. You guys uh, are focusing on the youth, but this is just for for youngsters, right? It, you mentioned four days. So there's a lot going on on four days. So how is it kind of going to unfold? Because this is coming up October 15th through the 18th at the Brandon Amphitheater. Well, we um, first of all, this is a multi-denominational, all who name the name of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior uh, effort. <laughs> so over 200 plus churches from around the metro area, from Madison to Jackson to Brandon, Pearl, Clinton, uh, outside of this area, we have some coming from Brookhaven, from Scott County, where this crusade took place in 2019, which we'll get to that, but... So this is a national organization that comes in, but it is a group effort from all these churches around our metro area. And they are inviting their friends and they're canvassing neighborhoods. There's been a prayer team. There's an outreach team. And we we still need actually volunteers to help receive hopefully the harvest of people making uh, decisions that those four nights. So the four nights of the crusade are October 15th through the 18th, Sunday through Wednesday. However, we're excited because we're the youth team leaders. The youth rally is this Sunday night at the Pearl Auditorium on Marianne Drive in Pearl. Uh, There will be, we hope, over 800 um, kids mm-hmm. there. What's the age, appropriate age? Um, middle school and high school. And they will have games to play, music, Christian rappers, um, worship music. They'll have a, a great message. And then they'll Tons go out. Tons of free out. pizza. Oh, free pizza. Don't exactly. Free pizza. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that is a, that's the kickoff really for the youth is a youth rally. And we have youth ministers and parents from all around the metro area who will bring their kids to give them the vision to commission them to go back to their schools and invite their lost friends. And that, that's the key to what the youth rally is about. The youth rally, again, is this coming Sunday. Again, we need volunteers. But um, <laughs> this coming Sunday, and the whole point is to bring basically your your Christian kids, the, the kids that are in youth groups, that are attending church, that kind of thing. You bring them in and you tell them what the entire crusade is all about. And then you commission 800 little missionaries to go back into their schools, back into their sports teams, back into their whole their neighborhoods to build momentum for the two weeks later. So it's really exciting. I was there. We were there. I was there this morning setting up the audio visual with the whole team of uh, audio visual people. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be top top drawer. So you got all 82 counties in Mississippi listening to good things. And so if they feel like, why well, I got left out? Nobody come to my church. Drive on down. Absolutely. So it's one of those things Open where even everyone. if this is your first time of hearing about this great thing because the Brandon Amphitheater can hold you. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, 8,000 seat right. amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to see that completely we would love that. standing room only. Um, mm-hmm. So is there somewhere, like if they have a youth group or they, you know, a church, uh, you know, not within the, the already sort of um, um, premises um, can reach out to or get in touch with? Yes. If you go online, it's Metro Mississippi or MS, MetroMSGoTel.com. 
metromsgotel.com. There's a place to, to volunteer. There's a place to to uh, get all the dates and times and information. And we would love to have people jump on at the last minute. We're so excited about what God will do. Well, we, when you talk about youth, we know from just about anything, youth empower youth. Hmm. Adults really don't have a whole lot of <laughs> absolutely <laughs> authority. I mean, we have authority, but not necessarily to change hearts and minds. Right. So, you know, having them uh, sort of be able to connect with their peers or have the courage to connect with their peers, I think, is also a good thing mm-hmm. that will last past you know, just this sort of upcoming um, crusade. You said this happened in 2019. Where did it take place then? So in 2019, in Scott County in Forest, Mississippi, there was a there were a handful of people who had been involved with Rick Gage uh, at his summer youth camps. And he is a, an evangelist nationally, and he has a whole team in this this Go Tell America. And if the kids come to this youth uh, a crusade, they will have the opportunity to be a part of his camps in the summer for free. So that's another great thing. That and these, he's been doing this for like 20 years. This is not new at all. He's been around for he has a most, great youth, most youth pastors would be familiar with him. So Rick Gage and he, um, they nationally go usually to smaller towns like Forest, Mississippi, and they had uh, over uh 600 Decisions for Christ in Scott County, Mississippi. The talking to the people that were a part of that, they said it had, it was life-changing and the ripple effects spread all over that mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. And so the people that prayed and wanted to, this crusade to came, come here have been working on it and praying for it even before COVID, and COVID slowed it down. But the two co-chairs are Percy Thornton and Chip Miskelly. Mm-hmm. They have a great vision for this. And that is, and it's coming to life. That's going to be October 15th through 18th at the Brandon Amphitheater, the Metro Mississippi Go Tell Crusade. We got more with the Travelsteads coming up next. Love is patient, love is kind, love is all we really got. Never fails, never leaves. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I woke up today. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We're continuing our conversation here with Joel and Meredith Travelstead. They are heading up at least the youth portion of the upcoming Go Tell Crusade. And I call it bringing revival to Metro Jackson area. That's going to be October the 15th through the 18th. It says Metro Jackson area. If you're not familiar with that, that's a 
big area. <laughs> so the actual event is happening at the Brandon um, Amphitheater. It's a four days, uh, the 15th through the 18th, but it's open to all whose ears can hear. And Absolutely. so it's just a short drive for many of you. And I know we're all geared up right now um, to sort of reach our youth and to yeah. just reach people and sort of get back to what we know should be our, what our community should be founded on or, right. or the foundations within our communities. So, uh, you, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened, and I think there's more going on. So, Meredith, tell me about Georgia. So when I mentioned earlier, this is a national crusade team that goes all over the country, but it's grassroots um, driven in each local area. So we have the opportunity to see this happening right before us in another state right next door in Georgia. And uh, they, in a small town called Baxley, Georgia, they have just finished their crusade, and they're about a month ahead of us. So when they first had their youth rally, Joel and I were listening and watching, and we saw that they had 600 kids, all right, at their youth rally. And then of those 600, 300 made professions of faith. And remember, that's the youth rally two weeks before the crusade. So that's the kickoff youth rally. And so you expect that to be the youth leadership teams, but actually we were able to rejoice that 300 came to salvation at that time. And then two weeks later, uh, their crusade numbers were huge. They had 1,600 decisions for Christ. Right. Just like we were talking about in the break, people... People understand there are just issues in our culture right right now, and they're having a hard time putting their finger on what it is, you know, exactly what it is. But it's the perfect opportunity, like we were talking about earlier. It's the perfect opportunity to say, we can tell you what it is. Call back. Come back to faith. Those things Grandma used to tell you about, (laughs) come back. And and the answers are there. And so that's what this generation is ready to 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 hear that message and it, yeah it's been so great to see uh, like i said over 200 churches from around our area partner together yeah. from all walks of faith from you know all races and denominations and just coming together to under the same the way the church the ecclesia the called mm-hmm. out ones are supposed to be taking jesus christ to the nations yeah we, we talk about this a lot revelation chapter five where that describe the description of the throne room and it says every nation tongue create every every person of all walks of life together worshiping uh, that's what we're supposed to look like So what will it look like when you talk about worshiping? So we're going to get to the crusade there on the 15th through the 18th. I know there's there's several days. Is the same thing happening every day? Or what if we can only come in one day? Is there a specific day you would rather us come in than than another? Or how how is that going to work? I'm not sure if I remember all the emphasis. Each night has an emphasis. I think Sunday is the family night. Monday is first responders they'll honor first responders and tuesday night is bring a friend night i think so and then of course we're partial to the the final night is the youth night and we have to throw this in that if a youth is present and registers and comes they have the opportunity to win a free car from from, uh, noel daniels donated a car donated a car so there will be some lucky youth that night who wins a free car car. 
and there'll be some other fun giveaways that night. But you ask what night. If you could only come to one, I would say, this is going to sound funny, but that first Sunday night. The reason, let's say that you're in town, but then you're going to be out of town the rest of the week. I want you to come Sunday night. These things generally build. It'll probably be the smaller crowd of that first night, but you'll get a sense for what's happening. Then you tell all your friends. So the more the people that can come early can then get the word out. That's Which is what we're trying to do mm-hmm. here if you're just tuning in. I mean, this to me is just a great thing. You can't you can't deny that, you know, that we need more community coming together. You need more churches of all different denominations laying aside their differences that don't really matter yes. and getting into the communities and bring them out. Because we're right, right now our, our communities are hurting. Our people mm-hmm. are hurting. Our children are hurting. And it's going to take us all sort of standing for what we'll all agree on. To sort of give them a chance. Amen. That reminds me that um, this is not only just the the uh, uh, crusade itself, but these teams are are also going into schools where they're allowed to give a school assembly, um, fellowship of Christian athletes, young life, where they're going into schools and and having assemblies for kids, and so they're reaching kids that maybe would not be able to come come to the crusade or go to church. Right, and the assembly in the schools, it's a secular message, you know, because a lot of the, uh, public schools in particular, you have to be careful there, but it's a, a message that's been around for a long time, and um, make but it's good a secular, choices. make good choices, talking mm-hmm. about the things that face youth today, uh, teen suicide, drugs, alcohol, that kind of thing, and then they get to invite them to the crusade, you know, at the end of the um, of the assembly. But it's a wonderful, very positive assembly. Um, so uh, we've knocked on a lot of doors, and th- that's still happening. And they also go into the prisons. Yep, prisons. They, they're going into several prisons to um, minister to men and women incarcerated. So uh, it's a it's a whole team effort in multiple days, multiple places. Uh, you know what? I want to throw one other little quick thing out there, too, because a lot of people, this this could be a criticism. Well, what happens? You get everybody, you get people excited. These people are saved, and then you, what, drop them off. They're, <laughs> just take them back home. You just drop them off. <laughs> them back no, home. That's one thing. This team they does. they got a new car. One's getting home fine. <laughs> exactly. One's going to make it. But there, there is an entire process of follow-up. There'll be uh, uh, Their names will be distributed to the various churches that they live by to be able to follow up and disciple these folks who make decisions. So this isn't a four-day in your and you're done. Those who make decisions and want to plug in with um, other believers, they'll have lots of opportunity. But that's also where your local churches have to yes. start to step up and welcome um, people in to be discipled further Amen. from that, right? Like this is an opportunity for those that would never come to come and then would not allow, allow them to fall mm. through the cracks. You have to be willing to be open and, and yes. receptive. And they, they may not look exactly like you. They may not dress exactly like you, but we don't. We do not care. But either way, that <laughs> seed would have been sown and the rippling effect from that is just undeniable. So, you know, yes, that is a that is a valid criticism, but don't let that fear keep yes. things like this from happening in our communities. Amen. And we have a if you go on the website to volunteer, we we do need more volunteers to actually counsel the Knights of the Crusade, those who've come to Christ, and then they train you. There's so there are Zoom calls, there are in person trainings. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable or don't, not sure you know what to say, you're not going to be on an island. You will have people there to ha- help you. And if you feel like, wow, this is a way you, I might want to share my faith one-on-one or on. talk to a, a young kid who's making a decision for Christ, what joy could you have uh, doing that that night? We don't want anyone to miss it. Hmm. 
Absolutely. Who knocked on y'all's door for this? <laughs> Percy, Percy Thornton. Thornton. <laughs> yeah, Percy Thornton. It's, it's a neat story. Meredith, tell that story. Well, we were having another ministry in our home, and Percy happened to be there. Joel had worked on a school ministry opportunity a, a with, him. with him. Yeah, I got to know Percy like maybe a, two months before this, but just, just generally, just a few meetings, and, and we both agreed, yeah, this is a great uh, ministry opportunity, so we were doing that. Then he and, walks into our house. And we we had already had a burden for our youth. We have three boys and one still in high school and just looking at our kids today and what they have to face, social media and all the anxiety, depression, alcohol, drugs, everything they face coming at them from different directions. So we were just talking to Percy, and he's like, well, there's going to be a youth crusade. Go tell crusade. Let me tell you about it. And the then, minute he told us about it, we're like, we're in. We're in. We're in. We, uh, I want to be like Percy when I grow up. I hope I'm as on fire for the Lord as he is. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he said, so it started off just, okay, y'all come help us. So, okay, we started helping. And then it said, hey, can you be a part of this banquet? We, we were a part of the banquet. Can you invite some people to the banquet? We did that. Next thing you know, would you be in charge of all the youth? So there we are. We didn't know what we were saying. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what we were saying yes to. <laughs> It's easy to be on fire whenever you see it move. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. it is. You it's know? so so encouraging to see so many different people from around this metro area. Things people we didn't know before, and all coming together, like you said. I like what you just said about when you just see it. Meredith was interviewing a youth pastor last night, and uh, he was involved in the crusade that happened in Scott County. And I love the way he said it. He said, even though a lot of churches tend to be a little bit slow, are we sure we want to we, we want to get involved? That kind of thing. I love. Help me with his. Per- his perspective was they come in. One thing you know, every Christian, every youth group out there, every pastor out there, they're going to hear the gospel. You're going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, why wouldn't you take part when the tee ball, when the ball is put on the tee and all you have to do is hit it? And that's what this is. The ball is going to be put on the tee for four nights. They're going to hear the gospel, hear the answer to what's happening in our culture right now. That ball is sitting on the tee. We need people to show up and knock that thing off the tee. That's a up. perfect way to wrap this up. Thank Thank you so much for what you guys are doing. If you want to, you need to go to Metro, M-E-T-R-O-M-S-Gotel.com and be a part of it. That is October the 15th through the 18th. Wherever ears are hearing, you are welcome to, to yes. come and sort of join. So I can't wait to see Thank you so the much. fruits of all of y'all's uh, labor in this. But you guys stick with this. we got a few more good things for you coming up next. Thank you. Jesus, breathe within. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
about to good things, don't forget you can find us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Next week, you got Middays with Jar Gibbert. He is going to be at the 27th Annual Cruise in the Coast on Wednesday. It's America's best car show, as voted by USA Today. You don't want to miss that. So that's Middays with Jar Gibbert from the Biloxi Town Green coming up Wednesday. And then Thursday, you've got Sports Talk Mississippi. They're going to be at the Mississippi's only PGA Tour event, the Sanderson Farm Championship. And Middays will be there on Friday. If you want tickets or more information, you can go to SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. All right. Any of you listening to good things, have you ever been mistaken for Sylvester Stallone? Many of you just said, you know what? Has anybody ever told you? You look like Sylvester Stallone. If it if it's true, then there's an opportunity for you. So apparently Central Casting Louisiana is looking for a stand-in who can double for Sylvester Stallone, who can be on uh, the Gulf Coast filming movie uh, titled Armored. They need you working on Wednesdays or a Wednesday. And and anyway, so if, if you feel like this is something that you would ace, then you need to go to their Facebook page. And um, and if you if you heard that on good things and you show up and you are the stand in, you're really going to have to let me know that. Right. Like we're going to have to we're going to have to connect those dots. But have you ever been told you look like somebody, Rhino? Uh, what's the the guy's name? He's a comedian, Seth Rogen. I've gotten that a couple times. I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, and it's crazy too how many stand-ins there are or doppelgangers. Is that the, is that the word? Is that the yeah word for it? That are in movies when you're like watching the movie, like that's you know usually not them. There's a lot of like tushy scenes that it's somebody else's tush all all together. Let me just call and tell y'all if I'm ever in a movie and there you see it's not my tush. Like I'm not doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> if it's gonna have to be my characters. Tush, it's going to be somebody else's. So there you go. But they have them for all different. I mean, we all know like stunt doubles because it's not them oh, to yeah. those level of stunts. But there's other things that they stand in. Yeah, it's called a body double. Body double, sort of for. But you make scratch your head. It's like if you're getting paid to be you, why do I need to stand in for you? Are you just like is Sylvester Stallone just need to be off that day and his character just has his back turned in those scenes and they just need someone to kind of fill that spot for that like walk by or I mean why, why would you need like why I get the stunt double I get if you want to be naked double and you don't that don't you don't want that to be you double those are the two I get the rest it's kind of like why why I would, think it really Probably does come down to scheduling. Like they need somebody to be the shoulder that they're shooting the camera over while they're focused on someone else. It's crazy. Oh yeah, that's absolutely crazy. But that's the the level of detail that goes into some Hollywood productions. Aaron and Meridian said Spaceballs the movie has the best scene with stunt doubles. And Jared said I've been told that I look like Santa Claus and John Daly. Hey, those aren't Santa Claus. Isn't a bad thing to be told. Uh, that you. That the you question like. is, do you wear as bright of colors as John Daly usually does? I don't know. Because, I mean, Santa Claus, you pretty much ever, only ever see him in the red with the white trim. Whereas John Daly, you never really know what he's going to show up wearing. Do you get paid the same for the actor you're standing in for? Oh, not even close. That's not fair. Without me, you wouldn't have him? Her? <laughs> I would have to do some negotiating there. In that way, I don't know. 
It is. It is. In, it would be. And then then you wonder, like, because they kind of need this quickly. And it's very specific. Like the date is like on a Wednesday. It might already have been. been and it may like, have already been, been this past Wednesday. That's possible. Leave it to me to, to share something behind. Um, but it's like, did Sylvester just call up and say, hey, look, guys, so sorry for the for any inconvenience. But this particular Wednesday, I'm going to. I'm gonna call in sick. I'm not gonna be able. Not gonna be able to sort of make it. And yeah, it does look like it was for this past Wednesday, and it was a rate of 182 dollars for 12 hours of filming. 12 hours, 182 dollars. That's a ripoff. I thought you were just telling me an hour. I was like, now we're talking. It's good to be Sylvester Stallone. I mean, it would still be a fun experience, right? Like, I mean, it would still be. I, you wouldn't pass it up. You'd probably do it for free, to be honest, just to say you had the experience and be on the movie. But the, the part that would suck the most is you don't even get to meet Sylvester Stallone because he's not there. He can't even be him. So now you're going to watch a movie where you are him, but you never got to meet him. And that really stinks. Like I would have to have a hall pass to come back when he gets back on set to be like, hey, dude, I was you. Not really you, but kind of you. And I need a picture with you so I can show folks that I was you for like a split second in your upcoming movie or I ain't doing it. You can keep $182. I feel very passionate about that. <laughs> I'm going to stand in for somebody. I need at least to have been able to to meet them. All right. Well, that ship has sailed. So if you, but if you still feel like you fit the bill, apparently there's work for you in the future because he doesn't come to work every day, apparently. <laughs> but the boys are coming to work coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here uh, Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.